time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time, your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Hello there, dear listener. If you would love to know that you did a good deed today, that you did a little something mostly effortless on your part that really made a difference to somebody else, you can tap your finger on like the five stars. And if you really want to go for it, you can write a little review wherever it is that you're listening to this. What is it that you love about this podcast? Why do you turn in or when do you turn in? When is the perfect time for you to listen to the soft shoulder? It would mean the world to me. It makes such a difference in helping other people find the soft shoulder. And um, it's just I love reading the reviews um, because when I'm recording, I'm imagining you, but I'm actually just staring at a wall. (laughs) So are you out there? Are you listening? Are you enjoying it? Um, If you are, please do review. And if you're not enjoying it, please turn this off. Don't bother with the review. Your time is precious. And speaking of your time being precious, if you are dating, if you are looking, we're building off of last The last episode, I talked about uh, dipping your toes into the waters of dating, finding a loving pace that speaks to your capacity and your nervous system about how it is that you'd like to maybe get back into the game, maybe get back into those waters of what might it be like to share your life with someone, to have a romantic relationship with another person on your self-love journey. Um, Today, I have a very important distinction to make that I think it could really help you. If you're not already making this distinction, it can really help you attract and find the kind of person that you want to find on your dating journey. Um, Specifically, if you're looking, well, I guess it depends. It probably applies all... (laughs) To lots of different circumstances. Um, and it, and there's something tricky about how I just said that, right? I was like, this thing could help you find the person. And that's exactly it. That was actually a slip. I didn't mean to say that. I meant the right kind of relationship that you want to attract. And so that's how common it is. When we think about dating, we think about the person, right? What are you looking for? And if you're using an app or if you're telling a friend and they're like, well, what are you looking for so I can hook you up with someone? We have a list often of attributes, right, that this other person has, right? We might check boxes if we're doing this in an app or we just, you know, I'm looking for somebody who is, you know, we'll talk about employment. We'll talk about physical attributes. We'll talk about their attitude in life. Uh, We'll talk about their emotional intelligence, their athleticism, their financial situation, their education, their location, (laughs) their religion, all of these things. This is the kind of person I want. But what is the kind of relationship that you want? 
See, I don't hear people talking about this nearly as much as they talk about the kind of person. And I don't know about you, but I have met many people that click all the boxes, check all the boxes. And the relationship that I wanted was not available with this person. It didn't matter that they checked all the boxes, right? So how often are you asking what are you looking for in a relationship versus what you are looking for in a partner? And obviously both of these things are important. It's great to think about what you would like in a partner, but it's imp- I think it's so powerful to get specific with these things, right? And the kind of relationship, when you think about maybe your history, if you've had, uh, if you've got a nice big fat relationship failure resume, like a couple episodes ago, I was talking about that. If you've had your share of meeting people that weren't quite a good fit, I want you to think, was it because of their height? Was it because of their finances? Or was it the kind of relationship that you wanted wasn't the kind of relationship that they wanted? And I want you to really look there because even if you can say, oh, it was their finances, that was a disaster. Well, what are you imagining would be there if if that had been different, right? Like, is there a way in which this person could have been in relationship with you where that might not have mattered as much or where that could have been resolved, I should say, right? Um, Often when we have this list of attributes, right? Um, let's say location, <laughs> right? Um, I want this person living within this this thing. Why is that? Well, because I have a really demanding job and I don't I only have free time here, here and here. Or you know, I want to see them in person as much as possible. And so I want it to be easy and I want it to be so that we can be spontaneous. So it's not really about where they live. It's the kind of relationship you have is one that includes lots of spontaneous FaceTime right? Maybe it's like um, little things. They don't have to be a big production kind of date. It's like, oh, I'm just like right there. I'll just swing by, right? So that's more about the relationship than about where their apartment is, you know? Um, Here's something. So have you ever heard someone say, maybe you, (laughs) like, I've got these other things in my life are great, you know, I'm, I'm happy or I'm satisfied with these other areas of your life. But what I'm just really looking for is someone to share it with. I've heard this. I've read this many times. I'm looking for someone to share it with. You might think that that's obvious. <laughs> you might hear that and go, oh, great. Well, I would also love to share it. But have we even defined what that means? What does that mean? Because it doesn't mean the same thing to everyone right? Let's, let's uh, use an analogy and let's use cake. Okay. So someone's got this cake. Ah, it's gorgeous, right? It's got fondant. It's got everything. Maybe you don't like fondant, but whatever. It's a delicious cake, beautiful cake, wonderful. All it's fresh. It's delicious. It's wonderful. They're like, I've got this big cake and I just want someone to share it with. There are a lot of ways to share a cake, (laughs) right? You could put a big, like just slice it down (laughs) the center of the cake and put it in in a box and send someone away with that cake. The two of you could sit down and you could cut a slice for this other person and keep the rest of the cake to yourself. But you're like, you're offering them a slice that's sharing it. Or you could have a slice of cake and just occasionally 
give that other person a forkful and be like, oh, here, you want a bite? And then they're just sitting there waiting for the next. Technically, you're sharing it, right? But like you didn't disclose this (laughs) at the beginning of what it would look like. You could share that cake by just sharing a photo of the cake. You could share that cake by also, is it just one person you're sharing the cake with? Or did you like, did the neighbors come over and all these other people and you got forks for everyone? They're not the only person you're sharing a cake with. That's something you might want to know in advance, right? Some people don't like icing. So maybe they're like, I want to share a cake so that I get to have all the parts that I want. And then they can have all the icing. (laughs) And that might work. Again, if it is specifically communicated and both people know what that means, right? So that's like a silly example. But when we just say, I want to share my life with someone, that's a very vague statement, right? So what kind of relationship do you want? Maybe you haven't really thought about this as much, or maybe you think you know, but there's so many more questions that can help you discern what it is that you're actually looking for. Because I have a belief that if two people want the same kind of relationship, the chances are so much higher that that's going to work out. (laughs) Call me crazy, but I think that that's really important (laughs) when you're trying to be in a relationship with someone, especially specifically this kind of like dating, romantic, potentially long-term partnership, right? And be curious about the assumptions that you make. When you say long-term, for some people, long-term is, you know, well, yeah, so long as these conditions are in place. For some people, it's like, it doesn't matter how bad it gets. We are dying together. We are (laughs) holding hands no matter what. What are those conditions? What are those terms? So I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. You can pause the podcast. You can reflect in your mind. You can use these as journal prompts. These are also excellent questions to ask people that you're potentially dating, right? What kind? So basically, just what kind of relationship do you want? If you were journaling, just dive in there first. See what you already know. See what you haven't been super specific about, right? Or where you think, oh, you know, you know. It's like pretty clear. It's like, nope, nope. So while you're writing, you answer the question. And a great way to get more specific is like, specifically, I mean, and then keep writing. And by that, what I really mean is, and then keep writing. Like really see how specific you can get with this. What role do you want your relationship to play in your lives? Think about that. What role do you want it to play in your lives? Is it a, this is nice to have? Is this the ultimate thing? Is this the most important thing? Do you see this relationship? Like how does this, the role it might play in your lives could also uh, start to link into what role do you see it playing in family, in your family lives or your communities? For some people, they don't want it touching that. That's not, those things are separate. They're not close with their family. They're like, I'm going to love who I love and my family doesn't have a say and it doesn't matter. We will occasionally see them. That's a separate thing. For other people, the family inclusion is part of it. They're not just looking for a partner. They're looking for a member of the family. What does that actually mean? What does that require of the other person? You, you got to imagine that if there's two people who show up who both want that, they get it right? And they get it and they can make it reciprocal. They can understand. 
right? It's not impossible if like it just, you know, you can communicate these things. But like it's so different if you just don't have that relationship with family or you don't see your love relationship as, you know, an, imp- an important part of that larger community, right? Um, you know, some people say they want to be a power couple. What does that mean, actually? What does that really mean in terms of how you're spending your time? How much time do you want to spend with this person? Do you know there's a lot of people in committed relationships that are certainly so many that are not married at all, but also who choose to live separately? That's something that people do. That is an option for you. Is that the kind of relationship that you want? Monogamy, right? What kind of relationship style do you want? Is this monogamous, monogamish? Is this open? How open? Is this like the window has been unlocked or is the door blown off the hinges open? Are you in a polyamorous relationship? What is the shape of this? And even if you drop a word in like, oh yeah, I'm monogamish or I'm monogamous, what does that mean? Because people have different ideas of what that means. The gr- a great way to fish this out is to ask what people consider cheating. I find this fascinating because some people are very technical about it. There's a very physical thing like, well, this act is okay. This act is not. Then what is considered mental cheating, emotional cheating? There are people who think that watching porn is cheating. That's a thing, right? I don't feel that way. It would be really important for me to know if the person I'm in a committed relationship feels that way, right? This is something that you need to, how do we know when we're cheating or not? A lot of people will say, well, you just know. Really, it would serve you and serve your relationship and the partner so much better if you're clear about this thing. You might be surprised, actually, at your own answers, right? Maybe this is something you've never had to deal with before. Great. Um, but maybe it is. And maybe, maybe also things have changed for you, right? As technology has changed too, this kind of, these lines have been blurred in a lot of areas, right? So what does loyalty actually mean? Do you, what kind of loyalty do you respect, or sorry, do you expect from your partner? Sex. What role do you want sex to play in this relationship? Physical intimacy and touch. That's a really important thing to know. I'm not just, you know, and what happens to when you, uh, life happens. So someone might be like, well, I want it this many times a week. Okay, great. If you're also planning many, many years potentially with this person, what happens when there is a health issue? What happens when it's not available that many times a week? Like what actually would happen in that scenario? right? How would you communicate about that stuff? I think sex, money, (laughs) these are really big topics that people do not talk about. But how do you want money to be? um, What role does money play in the relationship? Some people want totally shared bank account. Everything's ours. Other people want things completely separate. And there's lots of in-between places. What, how, how do you want that to happen? Another great thing is, um, yeah, so I mentioned home, like where you live, your all that kind of stuff, like how you'll be in your day-to-day lives. Looking at time is interesting. Like, do you want someone that you're in contact with every day, uh, a few times a week, uh, only on the weekends? You know, how do you see that playing out? This is like, what role do you want this to play in your day-to-day life? And I think one thing that people don't talk about nearly enough is conflict. What kind of 
style of conflict. <laughs> Do you know? There might be some things that you already know about how you work things out. Do you have rules about how conflict is handled? Do you prefer to not handle it at all? What kind of relationship do you want when it comes to? There's the prompt that you can just fill in the blank at the end. What kind of relationship do you want when it comes to money? When it comes to sex and sexuality? When it comes to the day-to-day? When it comes to family? Right? When it comes to loyalty? When it comes to our creativity and higher purpose, right? You can be a a power couple. You can decide you're a purpose couple. What does that mean? So I think these are fabulous, juicy journal prompts, great conversation starters for people who love to deep dive into that. I mean, ask your friends, right? You don't have to ask people this on the first date when you're out for coffee, um, although you could if that's how you roll. But Ask your friends these questions. How many of us actually have answers? They make for really interesting discussions. Um, dep- I guess it could get really heated, but I think the what counts as cheating conversation is a really interesting conversation because so many of our values come up in there, our traditions, our beliefs, and we don't all, we're not always conscious of them. So it's a great way to bring them to the surface and get curious about how we can create our relationships in an empowered way, making empowered conscious choices and notice how we have grown and changed in this. The more we can do that, I think you are more likely to attract not just the right partner who's the right height, who's the right, who plays dodgeball as many times as you do, but like the kind of relationship that you want to attract, right? And I think I'm skewing a lot of this to something long-term But it also applies if you don't want something long-term, if you want something really casual. What does casual mean? (laughs) How many people have just been like, what? What does that even mean? It means something very different to everyone. I think it's great to define it, to define what that means for yourself so that we can communicate and respectfully with one another, right? I don't think I'm the only one who's had miscommunication caused some hurt uh, on my end and I have caused hurt also, right? When we don't define and we're not specific about what it is that we are expecting of others, what how it is that we're showing up in these things, especially when intimacy is involved, right? It serves us to be clear. And I just think, frankly, I'm a nerd and I think this is very interesting. <laughs> so there you go. What have you discovered from this? What will you discover when you journal a little deeper? You can always let me know. You're welcome to share at any time. Danette at RadicalCreativeSanctuary.com. And uh, I would really love to hear from you. So take good care of yourselves, dear listeners. You are someone worth loving. It all starts with you, you getting clear, you paying attention to yourself, you being so curious and fascinated with this amazing human that you get to be this time around on the planet. I love to be surrounded by such wonderful people such as yourselves and such wonderful people such as Alison Tarr and Lee Rosevere, who has brought us the music you hear at the beginning and the end of every episode. Take good care, dear listener. Date well, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>